The question for February, how do you put self-love into action? That's what we're discussing throughout the month of February here at Good Girl Mafia. And I welcome you to the podcast. I'm the host and founder of GGM, Diana Perkovic. And our next guest, this is really exciting for me because we've been talking about having her on the podcast for some time. She has been a contributor to Good Girl Mafia in the past. And I like to refer to her as... Good Girl Mafia's resident relationship expert, and it's because she is different. Of course, she talks about romantic relationships, but her expertise goes so far beyond that, and I I think she's the perfect fit for us this month. She deals with mothers and daughters, friendships, our relationship to ourselves, and that's precisely what makes today's expert and you such a good fit. Our guest takes each and every relationship we have and weaves it back to us as women, as empowered women. So our guest today is Misha Granado. She has a master's of public health, a master's of science, and she is the founder and owner and certified relationship therapist for Love Grows, the relationship consultants. This is a boutique firm. It's focused on healthy relationships. And when you think about what we're talking about this month, it is all about the relationship we have with ourselves. So who better than Misha to help us navigate this space? Misha, this has been a long time in the making. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I adore you and the Good Girl Mafia. So whenever we have an opportunity to chat, it is exciting because I know it's going to be a great conversation because you and I get each other. We really do. I mean, from the word go, we were just like soul sisters. Yes. (laughs) Really were. Okay. If you haven't figured it out yet, we're going to have a great time today. Okay. So Misha, let's just take it from the top. How do you, with your credentials with all of your 15 years plus experience you've written a book you are an author I mean you're a speaker you work with people one-on-one with all of that experience how do you define self-love you know what one of the ways and this is great and my definition of self-love continues to evolve just based on what you said the years of experience and I like to define self-love as a beautiful adventure of self-discovery because we are constantly evolving so it isn't a status like this is what it is it is as we continue to discover more about ourselves, the depths, the altitudes of who we are, and we continue to evolve. We fall and grow more in love with self. And a part of that is doing things that are good for us in totality, that is good for our minds, our bodies, our spirits. That is how I define self-love, is as we continue to just discover more and start taking care of ourselves on all levels. I love that definition because that's sort of the point that I've been trying to get across this month at Good Girl Mafia because self-love is trending right now. But I think what you and I are talking about is self-love, not just a great mask or a facial or what have you. We're going a little bit deeper. Why do you, though, Misha, think that self-love is trending right now? And I am so excited about it. I think one of the big reasons is that people are viewing um, 
their emotional wellness and health in a new way. Before there used to be such stigma with it, like going to therapy or, oh, something must be wrong with you or you're crazy. But now people are really like, you know what? Life is on the job training and we are all learning and implementing in real time. So I think from having celebrities from Will Smith or whoever really speaking about their wellness and being honest with the public, like, hey, I have a therapist. Hey, I go to yoga. Hey, I'm eating clean. I'm drinking water. So I think because it's so it's so much a part of our conversation now that people are really starting to explore it and saying like, hey, let me see what's going on here with self-love. I want to learn more about it. Well, I'm going to join the rank and file and say I too have had therapy. And you know how I describe it, Misha? You're going to laugh. Because you're a therapist. You're going to laugh so hard. I've always sort of described it as the greatest luxury I ever afforded myself. I love that. And it is so true. It is so true because the truth of the matter is, Diana, is that, yes, we love pretty things as women, you know, Give me a nice bag. I love shoes. I love accessories. But what does that do for our wellness? And I love how you are, are, the way that you define therapy as a luxury for yourself that you've invested in. It's like, it's luxurious. It felt like, it felt like going for a massage or it felt like getting a great facial because it's, in many respects, perhaps the ultimate form of self-care. It's the ultimate indulgence. I got to go for an hour and just talk about whatever it is I needed to explore that day. And I always felt like it was luxurious. That's probably the best way that I could describe it. So there, as you say, there is no shame with therapy. I mean, if, if you are struggling in an area if you just want to grow a little bit, try yeah. therapy. I think the key is to get a real a therapist you connect with. I think that Absolutely. is so important. But I I love that actually self love is trending right now, and I think it really goes back to your mission, Misha, which is you are on a mission to grow love. And I'm going to begin by quoting you, and the quote is: "Life is about relationships." And the relationship you have with self determines and influences all of the relationships in your life. And as a therapist, would you say then that self-love is ground zero for all relationships? Because that shapes our relationship to ourselves and therefore everybody else. So it's got to be ground zero, no? Absolutely. And the thing about it is as we continue to discover and really delve deep into who we are, the way that we respect ourselves, respect our boundaries, that becomes our norm and it makes it so much easier for us to do that for other people. And so you are absolutely correct. With self-love, it just allows us to interface with the world, people, even the environment. You know, you're not littering anymore. You know, it's because you understand that this is for all of us and I'm being responsible for the energy that I bring to situations, how, and, and, and in that same way, I am also responsible for everything I bring to a space. So I'm, I'm going to pick up my rubbish. I'm responsible for tossing that out. That's not someone else's job. You know, so once we continue 
to really delve into this self-love, it changes your perspective. And I love Wayne Dyer, the late Wayne Dyer. One of the quotes that he has Mm -hmm. is that once we change the way that we look at things, the things we look at change. Once we change the way that we view self, the way that we view love and healthy relationships, that also changes how we see it in the world and in others as well. I love that, Misha. I love that. And it's one of the levels that you and I really connect on because we're both really yeah. big on personal responsibility and taking Huge. ownership and and learning these things as we go through life. Because oftentimes, Misha, you know, so many people didn't grow up in a household with boundaries yeah. or didn't grow up in a household where any kind of self-love was, you know, valued or it would perhaps was considered selfish by everybody else. And so I think that as self-love continues to trend, I think for those people who listen to the podcast, who are part of society, who are watching this trend, I think they're really going to, I hope, awaken to some of those those things and, and those elements in life because a boundary is also yeah. self-love. That is oh, self-love. Saying no absolutely. is self-love. Yes, using your voice, learning how to effectively use your voice, right? Not to use your voice to demean or bully or manipulate another person, but using your voice, as you said, and how to establish and enforce what my boundaries are, using my voice to say that this is or is not acceptable for me. Because going back to what you just said, everyone's household is different. My dad used to say Christmas is different in every household. And so... As adults, it is our responsibility. We can't change our past. We can't change our childhood. We can't change our parents. But what we can do is take responsibility for our wellness moving forward. The same way that we take responsibility for our finances, for the bills that we have, for the careers that we have, investing in ourselves academically or professionally, it is also our responsibility to invest in our wellness. And I think that is the greatest gift that this self-love trend can give us because, as you know, I I interview so many amazing women who come from various backgrounds and different perspectives. But over the course of the, you know, however long I've had the podcast now, gosh, it's been maybe almost two years, but... Okay. I I think that one of the elements that I've noticed is, you know, there are themes that have come up. And one of the themes that often comes up is we go to school, we're taught math, science, reading, Mm -hmm. all of these things that are truly important. But the list you just gave us, whether it's finances, whether it's, you know, learning new behaviors, or all of these things, boundaries, how to take care of ourselves, not in a practical way, but our mental health, our well-being, none of these things are taught in school. So if you are listening to this podcast and you feel already a little (gasps) in your chest, like, I don't know any of these things, I don't know, (laughs) guess what? You're not alone. It is just almost an epidemic, Misha. It is. 
It is. And when you think about it, I mean, those are tools that we really need to navigate through life. I mean, one of the biggest ones is learning how to trust your intuition. Mm. I mean, I, there, there are people who don't even know they have an intuition. It's that little voice inside of you that's just like, mm, uh, something's not right here, even if I can't pinpoint it, even if I don't know it exactly. But as you continue to cultivate this self-love relationship, you start to learn that I can trust myself. Self. I can trust my intuition that it points due north. It is calibrated. I and, and I trust myself. And that is a huge thing, Diana, because you and I have spoken about this offline. Mm-hmm. When you trust yourself to make the best decisions for your wellness, the world is no longer a scary place. You you no longer have a closed heart and I'm scared someone's gonna take advantage of me or cheat because you know, you know what? I have the autonomy if I'm in a space and I do not not want to be here anymore and it's no longer healthy it's no longer fun I have the power to leave I trust myself to make the best decisions for my wellness at all levels at all times and that is the beauty that we get from therapy especially if we have emotional wounds from childhood from parenthood from broken hearts when we heal that that is definitely one of the greatest gifts that we get from therapy. This is one of the reasons why I love Misha so much. Are you not in love with her already, everybody? <laughs> I mean, come on. And I, you know, it's funny. I'm so glad you brought up intuition because, you know, last month at Good Girl Mafia was a month of 2020 vision. Mm-hmm. How to create that 2020 vision for your life. And and the one of the first experts or the first expert I had on was Ryan Haddon. And a lot of you know Ryan. She is a life coach, a hypnotherapist. She writes for Poosh. That's how she and I cross paths. But it's interesting yeah. you bring up um, intuition. I, I bring it up again because during that conversation, I had said to Ryan, I said, you know, when my father passed away and then my marriage broke down And then shortly thereafter, I left my really good job of over a decade. I was a host on national television. That all happened fast, fast, fast. Besides my father passing away, I mean, that I had no control over, obviously. But that's sort of the, the conversations he and I had the last night of his life really spurred me on to make these changes. And I'm glad you bring up intuition because I knew at that time, Misha, I was following that inner voice. I knew that these were difficult decisions, but decisions that needed to be made. And yeah. then I felt like, <gasps> what have I done? Mm-hmm. And and not that I had a regret. I didn't. I knew I did the right thing. Yeah. But you know what happened? Things got harder before they got mm-hmm. better. And then mm-hmm. I started asking myself, is my intuition broken? Like, do we need to call AAA? What happened? Like, I was listening to my inner voice. That, I will say, was that was a difficult space to navigate. Absolutely. And, you know, and and I, I think it's so beautiful that you're being transparent and sharing this with your audience because it also normalizes the journey. And one of the things that I always say to my my clients and my practice is, listen, even though that you have experienced many, 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 you know, Tuesdays or Mondays or Septembers, this is the first and last time that you will ever experience this day this September, this February, this Monday, this Saturday, and to understand that you've never done it before. Give yourself grace. And especially when we have these external these external experiences that happen, as you said, a divorce, a death in the family, 
changing a career that I've been very successful at and, and, and actually became very comfortable at. Hey, I do this great. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of like I'm on autopilot. There's really, how am I growing here? I am a master of this, <laughs> you know, but you read the said, situation. Well, girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, and, and you and I spoke a little offline that I'm doing yoga and you said that it got hard before it got better and it's the same thing when we start anything new like I'm I think on day 12 of yoga and on day three I was crying on my yoga instructor's shoulder (laughs) because I was just like what is the problem like I'm an athlete I train I do weights and things like that but understanding this is something new it's not a cross you know it doesn't transfer automatically like well you run super fast so you're going to be excellent at yoga you know you've done really well in um on daytime television so you're going to do very well immediately in this new space and I think once we shift that and give ourselves grace and said you know what Life is on the job training. This is a new adventure. And even if it's challenging, it's an opportunity, a beautiful opportunity for me to learn more about myself, my tenacity. What wisdom am am I going to gain from this experience? What am I going to learn about myself? Because in these spaces that are uncomfortable or new, we discover different aspects of ourselves. And I'm sure, Diana, you have a lot of great tidbits from leaving that decade-long job where you were excellent, career where you were excellent, and venturing off into a new adventure, I'm sure you learned a lot, a lot about yourself, discovered oh. a lot about yourself that you were unaware of those 10 years in your other space. Oh, absolutely. Just, you know, for example, th- this is just one quick example, but, mm-hmm. you know, working on national television and live, is it, you know, people think, oh, it's so glamorous. And it is okay. like it, it is okay. while at the same time, understand that you are tethered to a camera that goes live. So, you know, there's not the time to have personal development. At least I found it difficult Mm. to find time for exploration, to do things, to um, go out there, try new things, to to have, you know, a life outside of work. And so one of the things that I discovered very quickly uh, after, you know, letting myself have a minute to breathe and not be on camera, I am such a big risk taker. Like people, people would say to me all the time, you are so brave. And at first I I was kind of like, huh? I didn't really think of myself that way, but now it's like a neon flashing light. Like, how did I not see that? And, and maybe I couldn't see it because I didn't know it. And maybe I didn't know it because I never had really a chance to breathe and explore and do all of these things. But I want to go back to your yoga analogy. So so just like when you start exercising and you feel that soreness in your muscles and your body isn't quite working the same way, yeah, that's a really good analogy then for intuition. Like if you're starting to follow your intuition and maybe like Diana, things started looking like they were going left instead of yeah. right, that's just part of the process. So don't panic. Do not panic. Okay. Do not panic. Because it's, it's something new. Just how you said that, hey... I did not know I was brave. Yeah. 
you on your journey, you discovered a different level and depth of Diana. Absolutely. And just how does that frame, again, once you change the way that you look at things, the things you look at change. Now you're starting to view Diana as I'm a brave woman. Yeah. So that changes the narrative. That opens up things, maybe opportunities that you would have never done before. You're like, hey, I'm a brave woman. And I I take risks. Who knew? Like, who knew? So absolutely. So girls, take a little bit of bravery to yourself and do something a little bit different. And I think that's a great segue um, to the self-love challenge that I've issued everybody for the month of February. Now, Misha, you and I haven't discussed it, but clearly you're on the yoga thing five to seven days a week. So we are once again Mm -hmm. in tandem, you and I, like usual. Um, So I've issued a self-love challenge And I did it, Misha, sort of based on Gary Chapman's book. I'm sure everyone's heard of it by now, The Five Love Languages. Yes. Yes. And that book (laughs) is The Five Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate. So Diana, in her wisdom, said, what if we took those five love languages and applied them to make a heartfelt commitment to ourselves? So the questions then become what kind of self-love works for you? So the first one in the book is words of affirmation. So do you speak self-love to yourself all month? Mm -hmm. Acts of service. Do you act in a self-loving way? Receiving gifts. Are you going to give to yourself something? Something self-love that that you can absorb all month? Quality time. Do you carve out time to be present in your self-love or physical touch? Do you feel self-love? So again, Misha and I did not talk about this, but my self-love challenge for myself for the month of February is Misha Monday through Friday. I am adding physical fitness, whether it's Pilates or weight session at the gym every single day into my work day. So weekends are optional because I've come to see Misha that on days that I work out, I am just, I don't know, happier. I'm a better person. And so considering I work for myself, I think that's such an important thing for me to incorporate. So these are some examples like Misha's doing the uh, yoga, I'm doing fitness. Can you give us some examples of actual ways we can do self-love based on the five love languages? Sure. I mean, one, of course, as a relationship therapist, the first one I'm going to is gifting yourself therapy right? and gifting yourself and, and to think of therapy as just a opportunity to sit with someone who is fully focused on you. Mm. That's it. Our friends mean well, but they can be biased at times, sure. our significant other, our families, based on whatever's going on in their minds, their perspective, all of that. But to meet with a professional who has the training and has, has dedicated their life to wellness, first of all. So they, they are the experts. Uh-huh. And to meet with them just to, for you, just to talk about whatever it is. And the beautiful thing about it is confidential. There's no judgment, you know, because sometimes our loved ones can kind of, uh, can be a little judgy. Yes, they can. <laughs> can be a little judgy or they can really hold you, just kind of freeze you in a moment and not allow you to grow from that. And on know? that point, it's really funny, mm-hmm. um, Misha, because I meet a lot of women through Good Girl Mafia and you know, yeah. one of my one of my mandates, one of my goals, one of my missions here at Good Girl Mafia is to 
radically change the way women relate to one another. And, yeah. and in so doing, it's, it's interesting when I meet a lot of women, you know, there's, there's one gal who I actually met through Good Girl Mafia. She, you know, is a subscriber. She, you know, follows all the content we put out, but we, we've met offline several times. And she's like, you know, Diana, she says, I love my family. She Thank says, but I'm in a, I'm in a growth period. She's like, I'm changing. Yeah. I'm evolving. She goes, and I need more of this. She says, mm-hmm. I need to be around positive women. I know another girlfriend of mine who is a, just a kick-ass, badass entrepreneur. And she said to me, she says, you know, Diana, she goes, I love my girlfriends. She goes, they would do yeah. anything for me. She goes, but I need more of this. She says, yes. I need to be around more, you know, entrepreneurial wom- women who we can have this discussion. And I yes. think that's exactly part Part of the reason why I think therapy is so luxurious because you're actually with intention finding someone who has Mm -hmm. this open space, this objective mind, a trained mind who's unbiased to sit down and talk to you. That is such a form of self-love. It is. It is a huge one. Absolutely huge. And I think it's also important to understand as you're doing your self-love and evolving into that is that one person doesn't have to be everything for you. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Hello. Whether whether that's your spouse, your girlfriend, your mother, whoever. I mean, and you as a successful entrepreneur, you know, I am sure that you cannot speak about your business or business with just anyone. There's some people who, who have a fear mindset, you know, they're just, they're not entrepreneurs. Uh, they are not, do not have an entrepreneur mind. And so just anything that you say, they're going to, Oh, it's scary. Don't do it. Don't do it. Go back to nine to five. Whereas, you know, you have another person or a team of women and men who are just like, yes, Diana, actually you can do this. Look out for this. This is what I've learned. This is. And so everyone, one person doesn't have to be your everything. You got to find, you have to find your tribe. I think that's, you know, that people talk about it and it's cool to say, but it really is true. Find your tribe. Okay. Um, Self-love language number two, acts of service. Give me a a real example of of how I can express myself that way to myself if that's my love Mm -hmm. language. A beautiful act of service. So this is one of the things I like to do, even with self-love, is I find that when we connect and collaborate with other people as well, it's a beautiful way to expand who we are because we don't operate in a silo. So even with Gary Chapman's five love languages, it's not just about ourselves. So with the acts of service, how can I be of service to someone else, whether it's a family member, a friend, whether it's an organization that has a mission that you're, that you're, um, that's aligned with your heart space and you can share your wisdom, your knowledge, your skills. That's a way, because then what happens is, is you show up, as a representation for whoever your audience is, but they also have an opportunity to pour back into you, you know, and that continues to feed your spirit. I'm worthy. I'm brave. I I'm valuable. Mm -hmm. I'm knowledgeable. And that's, those are seeds that are planted within, within you. And this, this exchange with other people, it waters that for you. It's a great idea. Great idea. I I mentor high school girls every Wednesday morning and I started mentoring uh, girls back in 2013. And I, I walk away at the end of each school year and I say to myself, 
you know, I really was altruistic. I mean, I really came in here to do something mm-hmm. good for someone else. And yet I always find that I am so uplifted through the process. Yeah. So I love that idea, acts of service, doing something for someone else. Okay. Receiving mm-hmm. gifts, number three, how, how can that translate into self-love if that's my love language? So, yes, yeah, so we, we spoke about the gift of therapy. Yes. And then also one of the things that I like, and this is a, a, a non-tangible gift, mm-hmm. is gifting yourself grace, being, wow. gifting yourself the ability to just be. I think we live wow. in a world, especially with social media, that's really focused on the next big thing. Okay, you've, you've accomplished this goal. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Now what's next? You really don't get a chance to just just sit with it, just to really reflect on the journey of you getting to whatever that is. It doesn't have to be professional. It could just actually be something as, you know what, before I used to make assumptions all the time and just go off on people. But now I actually ask questions. I actually think before I speak. And even if that's even if that's something that other people, because they haven't been a witness to your journey, so they don't know those subtle progressions, mm-hmm. is something that you know. Give yourself grace in those moments that, you know what? I'm responding instead of reacting. Old Diana used to react. <laughs> but this Diana is responding. I'm listening. I understand that there's different perspectives. So I'm gifting myself grace. And also, even if there's an area that you still are working on growing, gifting yourself grace that you are better today than you were yesterday. I love that. Or even, even if you've kind of like backslid or whatever the yeah. case is, I have a little bit more wisdom. So me making the self-correction is going to be faster this time. Yeah, that's a great, I, I love that idea of gifting yourself, Grace. Um, yeah. the, the next one is quality time. I I think that yoga and fitness goes into that. I mean, I know that that's also physical, but Mm -hmm. I think that quality time, like for me, that hour and a half, whatever it is, is priceless. I agree. And and then even if you're not doing, well, physical activity, I love it because it's, you know, you're getting the body worked in, the yeah. mind, the spirit, it's just an overall, overall training. But then also having time just for yourself, because we have a lot of responsibilities for other people, whether it's our careers, family, loved ones. And so having the time just for yourself, where you don't have to answer to anyone, you can move at your own pace, you can just do what you want to do, honoring yourself. I think that's a beautiful way as well. Oh, I love that. I love that. So there we go. Uh, Did I say physical touch? Or did I just say quality time? Quality time. Okay, and finally, physical touch. Like, hey, I'll take a massage any day, okay? Yes. I'm taking a (laughs) massage any day. But, okay, so that's the obvious one. So what's another way we could do physical touch for self-love? One of the other ones that I think is very beautiful is really, and and, and I like the mind-body-soul connection. Mm -hmm. So another one is stretching, really becoming aware of our bodies, you know, because you think about it. I mean, our bodies are what allow us to navigate and have the life experiences we have, you know. So, I mean, just the ability to walk and just all of those different things. So really taking the time to just stretch and give, and as we're stretching, giving thanks to each of our body parts, the internal and the external as well. Thank you, legs. 
for all of the places that I walk to and also that I walk away from. You know, yeah. thank you for my heart that has never stopped beating since I was in, in, in utero. So just this really touching our bodies and giving gratitude for it, because this is how we're able to navigate the world. I this love is our home. that. I love yeah. that. Omisha, this, this is such valuable advice and, and really actionable, frankly, because these are real ways that we can put self-love into action. And of course, guys, I want you to comment. I want you to, you know, share with Misha and I on social media, what your self-love challenge is going to be, because we really want to know we've got yoga and we've got Mm -hmm. either Pilates or weights every single Monday through Friday, minimum for for the month of February. Exactly. (laughs) So what are you doing girls? Now, you'll thank me if you haven't realized this yet, but it's a short month. So yeah. so it's like a short month of everyday working out for me, right? So this yeah. is, we can do this, people. Okay, this, it felt Absolutely. like January had an extra week. It went on forever. So Ever. now we're into like a shorter month. So you're welcome, girls. You're welcome. You so, so Misha, how can people find you? Give us your handles, your website, et cetera. Sure. So on Instagram and Twitter, it's love grows with an S at the end underscore Misha, M-I-S as in Sam, H-A. And on Facebook, it is um, facebook.com backslash love grows, wait, love grows dot U-S. So love grows us. Love okay. grows dot us. Yes. And then, and then you- of course, the website yes. is Misha, M-I-S-H-A, in for Nicole Granado. G-R-A-N-A-D as in Delta O, um, dot com. Okay. So if anybody wants to reach out to Misha, you want to see what's up with her, you'll love her page. You really will. Her, her Instagram, the content she puts out is beautiful, heartfelt and has meaning. And that's one thing I think you're really going to enjoy. And the captions are super, super good. So I encourage everybody to go over, give Misha a follow. And again, this is part one of two. So Misha will be back next week because this week I really wanted to have Misha define what self-love is, give us actionable examples of how we can put self-love into motion in our lives. And next week, we're going to talk about the realities of putting self-love into action because the reality of doing, you know, fitness every single day, there are logistics that goes around that. There's a logistics going around, you know, all of these changes we want to make. So Misha's going to help us out with that next week. Misha, thank you very much for finally being on the podcast. I'm so excited. Yes, thank you so much for having me on here. It is always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much, Diana. Likewise, Misha. All right, everybody. That is it for the podcast this week. Misha will be back next week with part two. And don't forget, you can follow Follow Good Girl Mafia on Instagram as well as Facebook. It's at Good Girl Mafia. And of course, subscribe to the website, www.goodgirlmafia.com. We launched the newsletter this month. So it is just for subscribers. We always do exclusive content in the newsletter as well. So check us out, goodgirlmafia.com. And we will see you back here next week for part two with Misha. And it's self-love month. Self-love. Self-love, everybody. Okay, we'll see you (laughs) next week.